I'm Christy. And I'm Karen. And you're listening to The, the Modern, Modern Principle. Principle. We're two school leaders who support current and future principles to modernize the approach to supporting students and staff in our schools. We strive to do it all through our approach of scholars, the research and evidence, systems, the structures that sustain, and soul, the emotions and human side. And hopefully we do it with a whole lot of laughs. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Yo, yo, yo. When I was, uh, hey. when I was uh, an assistant principal, we were the Buffaloes and oh, that's I, great. I did a fun, I thought it was fun and I think they still do it to this day, but I used to do announcements and I said, yo, 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 Buffaloes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, Buffalo. <laughs> nice. Um, that's fun. Mm-hmm. What else? What's going on? Well, we both were just on social media. In between recording sessions. And we saw Brit Brit. I can't talk about it. Britney Spears. Icon. Queen. Legend. Yeah. And. However. She's really struggling. And I feel like a visceral response to her struggle. Look, I believe that she needs, does not need a conservatorship. And I think that was good that it ended. I do believe maybe a checks and balance. I feel of for someone her. who doesn't want her money. I just feel a for friend. Her. I think that I think she has millions of people who would honestly be willing to do that. Yes, call on me, Brett. Yeah, I will help you. But it's very upsetting to see. Well, maybe this is her, and she can lean into it. Maybe, but maybe lean into healthy. it off social media while you're finding yourself. I hope she's healthy. That's all I can say. Well, Christy, are any of us? <laughs> That's the thing. Are any, Are any of, of us, us actually healthy? <laughs> this is like the closest Christy gets to diving into my pop culture world is her love of Britney. I do. Well, I love anything from late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. I heard NSYNC might be getting back together for a troll song, which oh, is boy. somewhat exciting, somewhat disappointing. I wish it was an actual tour, but alas, here we are. I think I could live without it being a troll song. Does that mean? I mean, if that's all I'm going to get, then I'll take it. I really want to know, out of all of our listeners that are in our age bracket, and by our, I mean, we span like 10 years between the two of us. We do not. Five. Regardless. Irregardless. Irregardless. Uh, (laughs) I don't love that word. Irregardless. That non-word. I want to know who everybody's favorite NSYNC member was, because somebody's was Joey Fatone, right? No, but I did not hate him. I thought Justin was, like, the obvious answer, right? He is the obvious answer. And that hair for a while wasn't doing it for me. No, it looked like ramen noodles. Yes, or a Brillo pad. <laughs> so, and then J.C. Chavez was the next <laughs> obvious answer. Chazay. Chazay. <laughs> you were clearly not a fan. I was not. It was a little bit past my past prime. Your prime. That's how I feel about, um, like, One Direction. Like, all of a sudden, so... My sister was really into One Direction. Really? She was like that. Baby that, Harry? That age group, right? Mm-hmm. And so then all of these older women, when Harry Styles went solo, and I was like, I just don't get it because he was like young in One Direction and I was too old for One Direction. And then what happened? And then Karen. I showed her the light. She showed me the light. She By did not. Her- she, she did a. A very, I would say, lackluster invitation to <laughs> New York City to see Harry Styles. And she did not believe that I would go. Well, she didn't. But like, I you, did. You didn't like him. You didn't, you didn't get it. I didn't get it. But and I, now? Now I get it. Now I get it. 
Now I get it. Speaking of, so. have you been watching all of Beyonce's tour and Blue Ivy's she progression looks, into I mean, the queen that she is? Yes, she truly is. Like, I love when they put her first, I think it was like in Paris when she went on stage the first time versus now. And she is just... Just like leaning into her. Yes! Yeah, her I love gifts. it so much. I love it so much. Yeah, she's, um, I don't know, she's 11? Yeah, 11 or 12. That's wild. Yes. I wish I had that confidence Oh my God, now. This, this is great. So my daughter comes home. Okay, so my daughter's dancing skills. We're talking about Blue Ivy, all right? My seven-year-old's not maybe on the same genetic gifts as Blue Ivy has been gifted. I, I, very I brought the they're, DNA dance. They're very different. I brought the DNA dance genes. I match my husband. I have never seen your husband dance. That's, that's a reason. <laughs> so it's just more like the shuffle. <laughs> anyway, so she comes up. So she's just like a little less, a little more awkward with mm-hmm. her moves. A little more. I've seen your daughter's moves. Would you say they're like. They're kind of frat bro-ish. Yes, that's a good description. Yep. Saturday Fist night. In a dark room kind of moves. So she comes out and she goes, Mom, I learned how to twink. What? <laughs> so I believe she meant twerk. Okay. okay. And her whole body was, it was like a, vomit. <laughs> it's like a it was like a dog <laughs> trying to vomit. <laughs> And she's like, Mom, I'm twinking. I'm twinking. I'm like, are you gagging? Are you okay? It was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> so then on the soccer field yesterday, she was bored while she was watching her team sitting on the sidelines. And I see her over there showing a friend. How to twink? How to twink. <laughs> so she's really taking it. She's really taking it, owning it, loving it. You guys it. are two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. WWE <laughs> and twinking. <laughs> it's great. There you go, everybody. All right, let's get down to business. Business. That's okay. From Mulan, do you remember that? Let's, let's get, get down, down to business. business. You're welcome. To, to ever, yeah, anyway. I still to see. defeat the, the Huns. Huns. Welcome to Millennial. <laughs> millennial core memories. Okay. Okay. This week, scenario. Got it. You want to read it? You want me to read it? I think you do a better job. Okay. Here we go. Ahem. <clears throat> Hey there, second year high school principal from Iowa here. Last year, our school culture was pretty fractured when I took over as head principal and unity was our focus. This year, we are continuing to focus on improving our culture, but I'm noticing some teachers are starting to notice that the honeymoon phase of our unity is wearing off. Staff are starting to either not participate in some of our initiatives or they are voicing their disagreements. Conflict is a natural part of any workplace, so I want to be intentional about managing the conflict so it doesn't fracture our team. Any tips on that? How do you have hard conversations while still ensuring everyone feels connected and a part of the team? From Conflict and Carbon, not actually Carbon because Carbon probably only has like two high school principals. We literally just do this for alliteration. <laughs> Is Carbon a real city? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It would probably be really easy to find. That's not But we, we never do real people. Christy like, loves alliteration. I do. She probably has it. a, you have a list of cities pulled up probably. I literally On do. On a tab. Tab. Wikipedia. She list does. of cities in Iowa. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah. So I love this Carbon conflict from carbon. I love the sentimentality of this is like figuring out how to embrace conflict yep. while also managing it so it doesn't fracture the team, like trying to, trying to stay ahead of it. This reminds me a lot of, I don't know, the, we've had maybe a few pods that don't mention Brene Brown, but this reminds me a lot what? of just Brene's, you know, like 
let's get ready to rumble. Like, we're going to have a rumble. We're going to have a real conversation. Yes. Um, what, so, yeah. What is what is a takeaway from that or just that, that she talks about it? Maybe people should read her instead of listen to us. I, I do think they would be better off, yes, reading Dare to Lead. You'd be better off if you just read that one book than listening to our stupid banter every week. <laughs> also, also, I just made the worst face. And I'm like, that's going to be the clip that they send That's going to be back. the clip, yeah. The ream. Okay. Um, the real. <laughs> you, just, you just called it a ream. Like a ream of paper. <laughs> Fear Driven PD is the partner for all school administrators looking to plan authentic and relevant professional learning for their staff this school year. These video professional development sessions feature current education practitioners sharing best practices, on-demand videos that give you and your teachers autonomy, and options for singleton teachers like art, music, and other electives. Reach out to Mike at PeerDrivenPD.com and he'll set you up with a Modern Principal discount. Don't wait to see how Peer Driven PD can fit into your year-long professional development plan to help lead your staff to collective efficacy. So I thought of this when I was thinking about it kind of in two different ways. One was beep, 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 managing conflict, yep. which is obviously the question being asked. But then I thought a little bit deeper about kind of skewing how you think about culture and that culture doesn't always mean positivity mm. and that you, if you have a culture of accountability, conflict will be an appropriate part of, of that the culture. Of that culture. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to add to that? Anything? Nothing. Just that I'm wise? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done a pod actually with Elena Aguilar, and we both are fangirls yes. of Elena's. And she talks a lot about managing conflict. And she talks, you know, she's just like a coaching guru for one. Guru. Um, but really that the number one factor causing building leaders to leave the role is the amount of conflict that building leaders face. And we actually did, like, that was part of our dissertation, yep. too, about building leaders leaving. And so I think we need to reframe conflict a little bit and expect it. Right. And not necessarily think that it's unhealthy. Last week, we even talked about when people bring you opinions that you don't agree with. Right. Like the way you handled things. Right. Um. And that's not a bad thing. We have to expect conflict and reframe it. Right. And otherwise, we are going to be a victim of the stress it causes. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we can't do that because that will cause burnout. Yep. 100%. 100%. Like, literally. Yeah. We Take it from us. We wrote a dissertation on it. You don't have to read our book. We are <laughs> we'll telling you about it. So, yes. Um, that part of it is just a unified team has to be prepared for the conflict. And that's the point Elena Aguilar makes is that... Um, that can only happen if the team is built on vulnerability, trust, integrity, and transparency. I think there's a piece, too, when I'm thinking about systems for this, that, one, this doesn't come day one, right? This probably doesn't even come year one of nope. your principalship. Nope. So you're in year two, um, Carbon, and so you might be ready to start broaching this, but I think that... Part of this comes from like setting up um, a clear vision for your school, yep. clear mission and having those staff-wide conversations because you kind of start with your why and then you start to move into your how. And I think that conflict is a part of your how. 100%. Um, and so if you haven't done your why yet, which do we even have a pot on that? We should do a pot on it if we don't. <sighs> Let's do it next week. Um, even if we have. 
Yeah, we can do it again. Refresh it. Um, but so I think this is part of the house. So if you don't have a why and you don't have a big vision you're working towards, this is probably too soon to be working on some of this conflict stuff. I agree. And I think um, we don't have like hard data to support this, but we do know a lot of principals burn out before year four or five. Um, but anecdotally, a lot of principals talk about years three and four being their hardest um, years because that's when, like what Christy was saying, the how kicks in. Yep. And if you don't have systems of accountability built in, um, that the real work is either going to feel confrontational yep. or collaborative. On the flip side, I felt like years in three and four were my best and the most fun. So you can also have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Because it's really where you start to feel like you're, you're making, making a difference. Yeah. And I think all of that comes from year one and two building that why collectively yes. and shared. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So one of the things I wanted to point out with accountability is, like, we always talk about accountability, and I think sometimes we see that as um, being told what to do and doing it. But really, if you're working on a culture of accountability that welcomes conflict, it's more of helping people understand that we are all responsible for what we do or say. Yep. And that means if we agree to something, we're all responsible for carrying it out. Mm -hmm. um, if we say we're active learners, then we're responsible to be active learners. And um, I think what Christy was talking about, the first goal is to kind of create that safe environment where you're not trying to get like, yes, people, but you're trying to get people that appreciate opinions yep. as part of the norms of the organization. Yes. Like there is a difference between conflict and professional discourse. Yes. And like really defining that for your teams, I think is an important place to start. I would agree with that. I also found in our work that when we have a shared language of like personality types, that makes it easier to do we, this work. We both did Enneagram in our, our schools and it was, it was a game changer for yep. our building to be like, oh, this person and I don't really gel. And it gave us language for why we didn't, we don't gel immediately. Or like we were at a meeting and we had a lot of sixes on our staff and they're, when they're in stress, they ask a lot of questions, they shut down and it was all like this whole team of sixes and it was just shut down because sixes really value security, security. And we were asking them to do something hard that they didn't understand. And so we recognize. And they always think worst case scenario and you probably weren't addressing worst case scenario. Exactly. So what was awesome is one of the people on my team was able to be like, okay, sixes, you're shutting down. What did we leave off? And they were just like. I don't understand how you're going to make us do this. It's just, and the, all the worries came out. The common language is huge. It just helped huge. people not feel personal. Yeah. Yeah. You did also, Karen, because Karen and I share a Canva account, and I don't think either, I didn't know that educators got free Canva Pro. Yeah. Um, but we, I didn't know that. So I did all my school stuff, like in our modern principal Canva. Uh -huh. And I think you did all your school stuff in it too. And so I saw that you had done, like you did a really good job of, you created a document where it was literally the why and the how. Like these are the things that we commit to as a staff. Mm -hmm. And so you probably had some like group dialogue about no, I just wrote it myself. You just wrote it yourself. <laughs> but about what our staff commits to and actually having it on a piece of paper yep. um, and going back to it. And I think the key, too, for a principal is if you put something down on a stinking piece of paper, you better freaking follow up it better on be it. alive. You can't Let just, that paper live. Yeah, and you need to have it in front of you and you need to hold people accountable to it and bring it up. Yeah, we use that um, a lot to help focus the work in the classrooms and our conversations in PLCs and PD. 
but also like it was in our like collaboration station room. I don't mm-hmm. remember what we called it. And we would actually underline areas for each grade level that they were focusing on or that they wanted to work through. And it was, a, it was you have to make them live, those documents. Yeah, the documents have to be living. I think the other piece is a good place to start is looking kind of at yourself. And when are the last times you've modeled that? Not just like, how good do you look right now? But um, I said, look at yourself. And Christy just like made a model pose into the camera. Um, I'm saying like, when's the last time that you modeled vulnerability, that you modeled asking for help, that you modeled collecting input? Um, Because we can't expect our staff to do these kind of things if we're not doing them regularly and walking that walk kind of thing. I, I completely agree. And I definitely, in my first years as principal, um, probably had too much of a veneer on, right? Like I am the professional, I am the boss, I am, you know, Mm -hmm. and slowly actually through a few different crises realized that I I couldn't do that anymore. Right. Um, And your team needed you to be a little more vulnerable. Uh And, um, and then the vulnerability changed our culture too. I think too, that there's, and, and you've talked about this before too, that it's not just about a singular hard conversation to change culture or to hold people accountable. Um, I think that's what people ask us the most. How do you have a hard conversation? Mm -hmm. And I can walk you through how to have one isolated one, hard conversation for but sure. But that's not actually the hard part. No. Well, and that doesn't really move the needle. No. the Moving the needle is you have those hard conversations. You look at patterns of behavior over the over your building and you think of proactive solutions. Right. <laughs> well, and you also don't wait for the behavior to happen that you yeah. have to address. You start out from the beginning on clearly defining for your team what this means in your mind, what you're looking for. Yes. Um, I think the greatest example of this is I tell everyone now that's coming in to be a principal, decide how you want your secretary to answer the phone. Yep. This is easy, right? Um, Because if you tell them before you hear them answer the phone incorrectly, it's a whole lot easier than having to then have to figure out how do I recorrect this behavior? Yes. So think about what really matters to you in terms of your values as a team, mm-hmm. which initiatives you're really pushing, um, and address that from, from the beginning. This is what I expect. If you, if you are on board, this is what it will look like. And I think too, if you're not in your first year of being principal or about to enter your first year, it can be at the start of the year based on things you saw last year. Right. It can be at semester based right. on things you saw at semester. We would expect um, teachers to do that in their classroom. Absolutely. If something wasn't working, we would expect a redo, a refresh, a restart. Yes. Same thing. So... The other thing is, is it re- it's really important to not let those little things build up. Um, mm-hmm. So when conflict starts to emerge in the way that's making us uncomfortable, like we have to have that hard conversation, we probably missed about seven different times we could have addressed, addressed it, before. it before it got to this point. Yep. Um, and I am always aware, like I, when something starts to annoy me, it's ha- I've let it go too long. Absolutely. You used to have a post-it. So Karen and I worked together when she was a first-year um, admin intern, like assistant principal, and I was a first-year coach. And she had a post-it from that quote of her mentor that said, no sanctioned incompetence." It was actually from a business podcast. Oh, a business podcast. I thought it was a mentor for some reason. Well, um, really smart businessman that made a lot of money. Um, I was like, I'll listen to that. And... I think that that sounds really harsh from the get-go, right? No sanctioned incompetencies. As the boss, you will never allow an incompetency to go. But 
like Karen said, if you are waiting until these little things build up, you've waited too long. Right. And so how can you graciously address some of these small things before they become huge things and before before they start to deteriorate your your larger culture. Right. And incompetence sounds harsh too. Like it's like a lack of skill from people when sometimes it's just a lack of clarity of what's important. Yep. And to me, the incompetence was more for me. Yep. Um, less of like the person doing something, but more of me not making sure it was clear yep. that these are our commitments. I think we both lead from a place of if something's going and probably to a fault, probably to a not healthy place. We both led from a place, lead from a place of if something's going on that we don't like, we initially like we blame ourselves, right? right? Like if if the culture is bad, we have done something as the leader to For sure. to create or perpetuate it. And so we always go back to us as the leader of what can I do to change this? It's not my staff's fault. I have done something, whether it's in the the scholar, right, and the evidence, whether it's in the system, right. whether it's something personally in the soul that I have neglected. Right. Or whether it's the fact that I made assumptions. Mm-hmm. That's usually the typical one for me is I've made assumptions about um, the way people think or the way people will address yes. the problem is similar to me. It's no not. one is going to do that. Nope. Everyone's different. The other, the other thing that I think is really important here is to make sure that you are gathering evidence frequently. Um through like walking the walk and being present. So the best way to have a, a culture of accountability is to always be around when the work is being done. Yes. Um, because that way it doesn't feel like a gotcha. It feels more like a we're in this together. And you can also see the perspective of others in a really unique way um, because you're spending time, more time with them in the classrooms, in their PLCs. Like you need to be there where the work is happening. So that way when you do have to address something, um, it doesn't feel like, all right, you just pop in and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be so annoying. So you just <laughs> really have to look at your calendar too. And if you're starting to notice a lot of conflict emerging, are you present enough to kind of head off that conflict before it arises? Just Right Reader is the decodable text company for schools who want to increase reading achievement for their phonics learners. Purchase now so your students and teachers have access to books that are aligned to the science of reading research with a clear phonics continuum, beautiful illustrations with fun stories that represent America's diverse students, and a QR code on each book that provides a mini lesson in both English and Spanish. Just Right Reader libraries have a place in each of your classroom with packs of six books that come for small group instruction and take-home packs that fuel family engagement. Both of these products come in both English and Spanish. Check out JustWriteReader.com to increase reading achievement for your students today. All right, let's talk about from the desk of the modern principal. We have a singular quote from Stephen Covey. Everyone loves him. Stephen says, accountability breeds responsibility. So what does that mean, Christy? You tell me. You put the quote in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he spells responsibility with the word response. response and then ability. So that's kind of the basic thing of saying if you have accountability, everyone knows their responses on the team and their goals and what they are doing. Thanks for joining us today on the Modern Principal Podcast. If you enjoyed today's pod, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find out more on our website at www.themodernprincipal.com or Instagram at The Modern Principal. Bye!